When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sunny Valley Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Sunny Podcast. And there it is. Sutton United at the GM Boxall Conference have put down First Division Coventry City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never one like this. But the whistle goes down. You like the Sun United. Sutton United, the National League, are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. Um, it's another peek behind the curtain or behind the amber curtain and I'm delighted to say joining me today is our Director of Football, Terry Bullivant. Hi Terry, how are you? Morning, fine, thank you. You? Very well, thank you. Thank you for giving me your time and, and slotting me into your, your schedule <laughs> very early in the morning, but thank yeah, you very no much. Um, so this is just a very sort of quick chat to sort of find out a bit more about you. Um, you've been in post for 18 months now, is it? Yeah, roughly, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so obviously feet now nicely under the desk or on on, on the sidelines <laughs> or in the grandstands. Or <laughs> not, my, not the desk a lot, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is it you kind of knew about Sutton before you, you, you joined us. Had, obviously, you've, you've been involved. Anyone who doesn't know you, sorry, I should start there, really. Anyone who doesn't know you've been involved in football for um, a couple of years. Yeah, um, 51. <laughs> 51, yeah. 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 I, w- I was looking... I got very excited when I saw you you're at Aston Villa. Yeah, um, yeah. Because a friend of my dad's used to play at West Brom, similar-ish time, and when I looked up the dates, I was like, no, it wasn't. It was about three years in between. So after you'd left... He, he joined Westwood. Uh, Tony Grealish. I know Tony really well. I'm yeah. sorry, I knew Tony really well because I, yeah. I played my first ever South East Counties game for Fulham when I was 
six, 15 and a half, 16. And we played, and they had, the Leighton Orient side had Tony Grealish, who went on to play for West Brom, Brighton, and obviously uh, Ireland for loads World Cups. They had Glenn Roder, who went on to play, I think oh, yeah. he played for England. And in the same team, they also had Laurie Cunningham, who went out to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. and died in a car crash, as you know, and there's a statue of him, and then a fellow called Bobby Fisher, who had a very good career. So, um, yeah, I do know Tony well. In fact, I had a couple of social events with him, and they were quite <laughs> interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how my dad knew him. Yeah. Oh, is I, it? No, he's a good bloke. Yeah, good yeah, player. We, I remember it was the season he just joined West Brom, actually. It was, um, I, was a, I was a kid, and we were in one of the pubs in Kilburn, and I knew him for Tony. That's, that's it. Um, and next thing, I was collecting the stickers, and there he yeah. was in my sticker pack. And I'm looking, going, "Why are you in my sticker pack?" And everyone was cracking up, laughing. And I think was, Tony's dad had a pub up there, didn't he? In Kilburn. Yeah, I think <laughs> he did. Um, yeah. And he, pre- he offered to sign it for me, and I'm like, "No, don't ruin my stickers. <laughs> Go away." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, um, were you one of the naughty ones who used to also play for other clubs <clears throat> under different names? As well, because no, no, uh, I never actually, no, yeah. I never done that. But I think Tone was a, oh, no, Tone done that, yeah, over yeah. that way. He, yeah. he, he and my dad played for Hendon because my dad used to play a lot of Gaelic football. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. And it was one of those stories he told me, and I was always like, that's a load of old rubbish. And uh, then after he passed away, he was finding out other things that weren't as rubbish as I thought they were, and he was like, no. oh, okay, maybe they, they did play together at Hendon <laughs> under, under, under assumed names because he wasn't yeah. supposed to play soccer. Because um, <laughs> no. obviously with the Gaelic football, you're not allowed to do the two. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so you were Aston Villa um, for, I believe, it was a, a fair chunk of money at the time. Yeah, I got sold from Fulham for two a quarter of a million. Uh, <coughs> the, so I left Fulham, went up to Villa, and uh, <coughs> it never went great. You know, it was um, it was a great experience, but um, I was in the squad for the European Cup right the way through to the semi-final and then something happened which I won't go into and so I wasn't actually in the final um, on the bench which was a shame you know mm. but um, uh, there was a very very good side and the, the, and, the, and the year they won the league or Villa won the league they Mortimer, Bremner and Cowens who I was basically the reserve for if ever any of them got an injury or suspension both all played 42 games <laughs> yeah, so I never had a lot of Donald there so yeah. Um, but um, it was a good, a great experience. But I, I lost a couple of years of first team football, which yeah. I found hard. You find that hard to get back, especially when you start playing again. You're a bit out of sync with just having yeah. played reserve games all the time. Yeah. But they, you know they were fantastic players, and what they've achieved was amazing. Yeah, because Gordon Cowan's played two is about 107, I think. Oh, mate, he, was, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, was a, he would have been even better now. He was yeah. a quite top, top player. But yeah. I think he's the most underrated I've ever come across. He could do anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you're, you're, you're kind of, you're in different world to Sutton, Little Sutton United. Um, so how much did you kind of know about us prior to um, joining <sighs> Well, loads, because I've always lived, um, from when I actually started playing, I've always lived in, apart from a couple of years up in Birmingham, one with Steve Bruce as a, as a, as a coach with uh, Birmingham, and one and the three years I was um, playing for Villa, I only had four years, and I was always in this area. So I lived All in right. Worcester Park, I've lived in Epsom, I've lived in uh, uh, Benstead. So I've known loads about the area, and I've known loads of players over the years. I knew I played with Johnny Rains when he was at Fulham for a short while. Bless him, he was a great bloke, and I thought he was very unlucky not to get pro. 
In fact, they signed the wrong one, in a lot of people's opinion, and the other lad found out that he'd been lying about his age and he was a year older. Right. So instead of being 18, he was 19, or there was a misunderstanding. He was a good lad, actually, the other lad, but I thought John would have maybe definitely got a, a year at least because I played in the reserves with him and he was excellent. And I know Tony very well and a lot of other certain players, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and there was a a connection with Matt as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, so how, you, how you kind of came to the club. Yeah, I met Matt at Aldershot and uh, we worked together there for two, two and a half years. And uh, obviously we got on well. Always kept in touch, and then when he had a spell out of work, I was Millwall chief scout. So Matt, Matt come and helped me at Millwall, and done a lot of scouting for me at Millwall. Um, and we used to go to games together, and then so I always knew what was going on at Sutton because he, well, we, he used to confide in me to be honest. So I mean, and that that went no further, and uh, so we've got quite a close bond. Good. I'm uh, I'm so glad he he had someone because. This first few, few first few months, <laughs> <laughs> he was ringing me more than I was ringing him. Put it that way. <laughs> um, we, I mean, I mean, it has been said; it's no secret. I think if he was at many other clubs, not not Sutton, that that would have been um, an end of a journey. But with Sutton, Bruce isn't like that. He's like, no, that's our manager now. So get on, get on with it. Unbelievable. I mean, he actually every you know. I mean, I've, I know Ian Hazel very well. We work together at Millwall, and I've known Ian a long time through um, <coughs> watching games and etc. etc. And Bruce, everyone you speak to who's managed our club speaks well of Bruce, which is very, very hard when you've had to get rid of people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, fair play to him. He gives everyone more than a crack at a whip, doesn't it? Yeah, no, he's, um, he's, a, he's a very good player. He almost told me off on one of the, on one of the shows when I'd sort of said, uh, appointing Matt was a safe choice because he was obviously from the back room and he was like, safe? No, it wasn't. I'm <laughs> so sorry, Bruce. I'm so sorry. Um, um, so, director of football, it's kind of a phrase that um, people of a similar age to me um, kind of still have that whole, like, what's going on? Because it was the 90s it kind of came in and it, it seemed to be at the start... Um, a job for managers they didn't want to get rid of, but they didn't want them managing anymore. Um, but it's evolved over the over the years. So, what, what kind? What what does it mean to to us? To you? What, what's the director of football job? Well, basically, you should be the the, uh, the the bridge between the youth academy set up and the, and the first team, and also the college program. Um, which is basically what I am, especially now Marvin's gone. Um, Marvin's gone his own way now, which is unfortunate. But he's, I'm now basically helping out in that department and I'm also scouting games for Matt. I'm very, very rarely, I don't think I've made, I only watched our first team four times last year. Might right. be three actually, including the cup final, obviously. Because there's no sense in me sitting watching our players when I see them in training every single day. Um, so I'm very rarely at our games, so I'm basically away. I've got a mate of mine who I've worked with for years, um, Laird Budgie. He scouts for us up North London and does the work around there. And I've also got Tom Fry, um, and who does a, who does a bit for us when he's not watching our first team. Who, co- who scouts for the youth team? So we've got a little network there. But we've also I've got lots of friends from bigger clubs who will tell me things who like give me a heads up with someone who. I mean, I got one the other day about a 19-year-old centre-half and, um, 
it's basically he's not quite what they think's good enough, so they let me know. Mm. Um, so we're, we're going that route, but there's a, it, it can be good, but it can also be disappointing. We were after two players who we thought we had in the summer, and both of them in the end went to other clubs, but we thought we were there, you know. Um, I won't say who they were, but um, and but then you have to, you know, get on with it. Yeah. So one of my questions was, and you, you've hinted at the answer there, is whilst you're sort of out looking at players, how how can you how do you judge whether they'll fit into the way we play, um, at all better than what we've got? Well, that's just just. You know, experience. Um, I think a lot of people could do it if you go and you know you can get. We we know exactly. I know exactly how we play because I'm in training every day. I see the on Fridays. I'm normally in the room when we're actually um, putting the strategy together for the next day. Um, I know what we need. You know, we and I know exactly what Matt needs because, as I say, being so close to him, I, I know exactly what he wants. I mean, yesterday I'll give you an example because there was a day off. Matt was Matt went to a non-league game. I went to one. Jason went to one. Laird went to one. But we all know what we're looking for. Andy Little went to watch our third goalkeeper playing for Haven't. So it's a sort of a we all know, you know, yeah. when we have a formula, you know, which I'm not going to go into. But <laughs> most successful sides have a formula for what they want. Yeah. You know, I mean, it will give you a clue. You know, our two centre-halves, their first priority is to be out ahead the ball. Now, that seems very, very, um, you know, basic, but it's true. We, 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 we shut sides down so they play long, so we've got to have lads who can win that header. And then we, and that's a priority, whereas other clubs might want one who heads it, one who wants to play a bit more. But, you know, that's yeah. one of the full parts of our formula. Um, and you've got to try not to go off that because it's been successful. Very successful. So, scouting is is one of those jobs that sounds wonderful. Um, It sounds like a job that I I would love to be paid to watch football. That's wonderful. But I I couldn't fathom watching a a team and watching someone in particular and how you kind of do it. So, what what's the kind of mindset? How how's that process that you you've got you've got a shout that and I'm making this completely up. So you've got a, a, a let's, let's make a fake team. Let's go. You've got Melchester Rovers yeah, um, from back in the Roy, day. Roy, Roy, yeah, yeah. So Melchester Rovers. And a mate tell you that there's a player there that you might fancy. Yeah. So you, you, you trek off up there yeah. on, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so what's the kind of process there? How many? How often do you, do you look at them? Oh no! You you you, you can you, you can normally know within. It's very rare that you go and watch somebody who's not good enough and uh, change your mind, you know. But there's there's some fifty fifties, and then you go again, and then if he's mm-hmm. good, as you go again. But there are other occasions where it's a completely falls errand. But you've also hopefully I cut that down a lot by ringing people up I know and saying have you been to Rainspout Vale lately and seen so and so and and I have got some and so sometimes what I would do I would ask one of my scouts to go and watch before I go if it's a lower very low low step you know um, but it, a lot of the time when you go and watch a game it, I mean I, I took my little grandson well he's not little now he's, he's nine I took my grandson to Malden Vale about two months ago. And after the game, I said, who were the best two players? And he told me, and I agreed. 
<laughs> it, it, you're not going to really, you know, we. You, if you go to a game, you're not going to come away saying to me that you thought someone was absolutely brilliant, and I say no, I thought he was absolute rubbish. And that's any that's, that's any walk of football because the football yeah. now, people have got opinions which they're more than entitled to because the amount of press, the amount of internet, the amount of um, what we watch on the telly, the experts explaining things, people are far more knowledgeable than they used to be when I was playing back when I was playing in the day. Mm. Um, so, um, really, but then the, the argument is whether or not you and I, you might think he is good enough to come in and push um, John Barden at right back or Kizzy at right back. And I might go, no, I don't think he's quite got that. So that's it's more like that, really, because outstanding players are outstanding anyway, especially when you go and watch kids play as well. Yeah. So you, I don't know whether you, you were just saying the teams because they're quite quite low and you've gone already, but how, how sort of far down the pyramid do, do, you, do, you, do you go to look at players? Far as you like. It doesn't matter. If you've, if you've got somebody who... The, the low-down ones sometimes can be the best ones because no-one else has seen them, you hope. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but... Uh, no, the, any, anywhere that has anyone, basically, you go and look. <clears throat> so, was was Tope on our list? Because was it that he... He, he actually he came in. Up. He popped up. He came in for, on a letter. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I think it was a. If it wasn't a letter, sorry, it was a phone call, not a letter. That's me showing me age. And um, <laughs> so, so Matt said to me, "Look, I'm this, the lad who's in training. He looks okay. We had a practice match behind closed doors. Not that we got a door to close. It's a lovely big training ground there. You can get in. It's beautiful. And uh, and and he and he looked very very lively and energetic in the game. And he, he gave uh, Louis John a little bit of trouble and and Ben Goodliffe, who, who was at the time fit. And um, so we said, oh, you know, better have a little closer look at this. So the, we lent him to Chesham. Mm-hmm. And um, I went, Matt, we had a first team game that day, a friendly. So I drove down to Middlesex FA where they were playing and watched him play and come back and said to Matt, I think we'd better um, do something with him. So mm-hmm. we, we give him a contract and, lent, and we were going to lend him straight out to Chesham. But in fairness, we had a... You know, we had a, we was a bit light up front, and he took his chance. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's how that one went. You know, <clears throat> and obviously, you mentioned that the players there. So, when you get someone in on trial, do do the players give a chance for a bit of feedback? So I, I remember no. The, 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 no, okay. Because I was going to say the famous no. story of Gary Neville when they played Ronaldo. He went straight to Alex Ferguson. Went, yeah, we need to get him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, people, exactly. You don't need to be an Einstein to figure that one out, do you? Yeah. But, but no. What you, but you do. Not, you, you, if the group accepts them, that's the new expression now. I mean, team. If the team accepts them, you can tell. And like, they, you know, I could tell that people were giving him the ball, and he was accepted in the in the in the group. And that's a very big thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What's a what's a normal week for you? Um, well, this week because I'm working with the academy, it's been a little bit different because we're you know we're um, so Monday we had a meeting. We'll have a meeting with all the academy people to tell us how every fortnight I've been doing this to find out how all the age groups have gone. You mm-hmm. know because now we're um, now we're an academy. Obviously, we we is a lot more going on and we got a lot more staff and it's quite a well run. Um, uh, system to be honest so then you'd have all the any minuses any pluses um who's played well 
is anyone looking at any of our players? Is there any discipline problems? Because they have to do the college work, etc., etc. Yeah. And then Monday night we played Merstham in the Surrey Senior Cup. The lads played the under-18s and uh, Roscoe's side done very well. one 3 nil. We were really pleased. Great to see Bruce there, AB, you know, kiddo. All, all our di- the directors there, Matt Gray there. So that gives all the boys a boost to show that there's an interest in the club in which they're all uh, with the youth setup, which there always is. Um, then Tuesday morning, I'd have gone training, and then Tuesday night, I went to a game. Wednesday, I went down to see Harry, um, Harry Martin, who does our college programme. Sorry, that was Thursday. I went to see Harry in the college programme. I went training Wednesday. And... Um, and that's coming on well. And what we're trying to do there now is bridge it so that it's not just a college program where boys come in and basically it's another team. We've got we've got to show we've got to try and show an interest in that college program so that if you're good enough, you're then gonna be brought over to the academy for a trial at least. And we've already right. done that with one boy and I'll be doing it maybe with another two after the game. I watched them play Dartford last Thursday morning at South Park, which is a lovely facility as well. But it's very good, Harry, if they if they don't do their schoolwork, they're not allowed to play. And that's the best way to, to punish any kid, I think. It's no good stand, you know, if he can't play his football, he's gonna be upset. So um, that was Thursday. Friday, there's no games this week. Normally I go to a game Friday night, but then what I do is I go down because there's no game for me to watch because there's a lot of under-23 football Friday nights. So I went and watched the um, under-16s, 15s and 14s training in the evening. Saturday went to a game. And then Sunday I'd normally try to go and watch at least two of the age groups on a Sunday just so as they see that there's someone as a figurehead for, for the for, for the board, for everybody. So um, that's me week. But it's not, it sounds quite a lot actually now I say it like that, but the truth of the matter is it's enjoyable. You know, I, I mean, who's not going to enjoy watching good 14 or 15s or 10-year-old boys play? Yeah. So it's one of those things that when it's not, it's like, oh, this is busy, it's cold, it's miserable. But as soon as you don't do it for a, a, a day or two, you're like, come yeah, on, let's, let's, again, yeah. let's get out there. Yeah. And then the missus behind going, when are you going out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've also got, um, uh, you know, John, he's an analyst. He's our analyst as well. And what he, yeah. you know, so in, when, when Matt's out training, sometimes, you know, we couldn't, like we had a tip off about a player the other day who plays in the Conference South and we go on, um, we go on our... Uh, Y scout and we look the player up and we watch him and then we think, oh, is he worth going to see, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So that can take a lot of the work out of it now because we're so fortunate now in the in the fact that we can now watch people on computers as you can, as you you know, you could you could YouTube players, can't you? You know, and get a yeah. rough gist, but ours is a much better system. Um, yeah. So that that cuts a lot of it down. Um, so it's 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 quite. It's a lot different to what it used to be. I mean, when I yeah. when there was scouts before, they would literally put on a cap and hide behind a tree, and and they mm-hmm. and they they wouldn't have a. But if a boy scoring say thirty goals for Maidstone, it's not going to take mm-hmm. long for people to know anyway. Because <laughs> the internet, you know, I mean, all exactly. the little all the lads, even the young lads, have got their own Instagrams, haven't they? When they score, yeah. you know, so <laughs> so it's it's a lot easier in that way. And uh, um, what's it like the other way? Do you have much dealings the other way with people coming to look at our players yeah you do um you know we've had um 
uh, you know, we have scouts come and we welcome them because if we don't, if we don't welcome them, they won't welcome me. So it's got to be yeah. a give and take. Um, we do have a lot of scouts. There's a big, big system. We got a good link with Chelsea at youth level. They've been really good to us. Really good invited us to watch trial games when they're letting lads go. Um, um, so that's a great link. Um, so you, 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 you always. See what sometimes Stanzi or Anna are saying, we all there's 20 scouts coming, but I know there's 20 scouts coming because there's no other game in London that night. It's not that they're all <laughs> going to buy our player, and then but and sometimes they send people lower down the chain, but it's when the big ones turn up, the chief scouts, then you know that they're really looking at one of your players, yeah, you know. And do they do you, do you ever sort of tell each other who you're looking at, or they, they might make a comment on, oh, well, you know, I've been down to your game. I mean, I mean, Ben Goodliffe was getting a lot of attention as he should have, because I mean, he was outstanding, isn't he? Can't wait to get him back. He's making great progress, and we all want him back as quick as possible. Um, but he's he's been incredibly disciplined with his um, while he's been injured, and he's so he, if anyone can get back quicker, it'll be Ben. But uh, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I was down your ground the other day. He's done he done well, didn't he? Ben Goodliffe, da da um, so they do talk, yeah. Is that when you say, oh, he's terrible attitude? Horrible, horrible yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> horrible nasty, nasty horrible fella. <laughs> yeah, just like his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they look for his Instagram and they're like, no, he's not. He's lovely. <laughs> and his dad's great as well. Hang on, just hope, right? Yeah. He's had 30 years in the game with a great reputation. But no, he's... Uh, no, they're, they're, both, they're, both, they're both great people. No, they're, they're, they're all... I mean, I... I, I, I said this a couple of times and um, I mean it as a huge compliment. It is like watching one of my old Sunday league teams, the, the camaraderie with them. Yeah. Um, it was like sort of one in all in. And I'll be honest, when there was that little ruckus at the end of the Wimbledon match, I wasn't overly disappointed in anyone. I was I was watching, making sure everyone was getting involved. <laughs> right. The old expression is one in all in, isn't it? That's what we were yeah, all exactly. up on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, who wasn't there? <laughs> um, so, not necessarily Sutton, because obviously I, 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 I absolutely know there's, there's things that we don't necessarily want to say, um, but who who's the fish that you're, you're just gutted got away from you? Who, who was the one that you were like, ah... Um, oh, could have had that one, but didn't. oh, there's been loads. There's loads of them. I mean, I mean, you know, you, Millwall for six years. What you know as well. There's loads you could all go through, and I got. I do actually make a point of not after timing, as my dad right, would have okay. called it. You know, I mean, the amount of scouts I hear who turn around and say, "Yeah, yeah, he's playing, he's scoring goals," and it. Oh, I told my manager to take him, and I would never ever do that. Because there's always a reason they've not come. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, you know, so no. We, as I say, there's a few we've missed out on in the summer, what we'd like to have got losing. Because losing some of the players we lost was a was mm-hmm. a blow, especially <coughs> losing them quite late. Yeah. Um, so whereas you might have replaced them with someone, that's someone that then people have gone. Um, but uh, that's what it is, really. And... Oh, I was going to say another way of asking of a similar one, but I don't. I think, I think that's a bit mean. So, who's who's one that you've you've seen and thought, no, they're, they're no good. No, no, I then, wouldn't do that. Either. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they're no good. And gone, no. Oh my god! They... No, I mean a, a mate of mine was telling me that he went to Ballam Rangers or Ballam United in the morning of I think about step five, step six, and he watched Cavalio, who went right. to Fulham. 
and said I didn't yeah. fancy him, but I won't say who he is. But <laughs> I thought, you're, you're, and he said it. I mean, he's a great bloke, and all, and he makes you laugh all the time. And he, he's brave with it. A lot of people wouldn't have admitted that one, you know. <laughs> but he said, "No, I didn't fancy him." And now he's playing for Liverpool, and I think he's in the World Cup, isn't he? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But I tell you what is a problem. <coughs> Excuse me, and it can it can be anybody, including you. If I asked you to go and watch a game for me, you can go and watch a team and catch him on an off night. Yeah, and then that night he's not performed, and you can also go there and be lucky, and he performs well in a and the team play well, and that can help you judge. Whereas if the team yeah. are playing shocking and he's not getting any of the ball, or what he is getting is around his neck, or you know, so you do need a bit of luck. So you do try and watch good recommendations twice, but most of the time yeah. you've been, you've watched the sides anyway. <clears throat> you know, yeah, because I mean, we know watching our own team that. There'll be one game that someone will be absolutely on fire, and you're like, no one can touch them. Two or three games later, it's like, what are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> what? yeah. yeah what's going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the consistency. It's not. I mean, all right, I only really watch this level of football, but it's the consistency. It's when it's week in, week out, they're the ones that move up because um, anyone can be great on a day. I, I could. I don't know. I was about to say I could be great, but that's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, on, on a precise moment in time with a YouTube edit. I, I could look marvellous. Let, let me know when you're um, playing next. I'll send Tom Spy down to have a look at you. Yeah. No, you're all right. Yeah. I'm one. I'm one of those that pay to watch and talk about. It. Um. So how how so you you spotted a player? I know that um, we've got the Holy Trinity of the, the three of you sitting chat about it. Of course, yeah. um, Matt, Matt mentions it an awful lot. But what's that process? So you, you've you've seen you've seen Roy race, and these younger younger people listening will be like, oh, why do they keep mentioning Roy, Roy race? Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah. Um, so you've seen Roy race, and you're like, right, I, I fancy him. Um, well, it depends what level he is. If he's at a higher level, straight away you can find out very easily who his agent is, and it's normal now that you go to the agent. Whereas when I was managing myself or being whatever I was doing, you actually went to uh, the manager of the opposite team. You know, I remember ringing Graham Taylor up when I was manager of Reading and asking, and I'd read in the paper that this particular player I wanted to get rid of, was gonna, he was interested in him. So I was absolutely delighted. So on Monday morning, I thought, oh, great. But I kept thinking, he's not really Graham's type, the way they play a pressure, you know, I press game, I pressure game, didn't they, Watford under Graham Taylor. So I rang him on the Monday and I said, oh, I said, I'll just have, you know, well, I've got you, I made up some stupid excuse. I went, are you, any, are you interested in so-and-so, so-and-so? And he went, Terry, I can assure you, he's no further, he's so far out of my reckoning, I wouldn't even think about it. I went, all right, and so I put the phone down. That's how you used to go straight to the manager and they would come to you. And if they did want to buy a player, they would just come around and they'd say, how much do you want for Livoy Primus? How much do you want for Dougie Friedman? You know, people I've actually sold. But he, he, um, but now you go to the agent and then you find out how long he's got left on his contract. And if it's the lower levels, you do go. If it's down the steps, well, then down the steps, you would make, you know, you would, you would go to the manager. To, to be fair as well, to let them know you're looking, you know, if he hasn't got a contract, you know, you can put a seven-day trial on him, but it's not, you know, I would try and do that as honourable as you can. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so what's the, what's the long term? I mean, we had a, the, the Meet the Managers a, a year ago now. I was just amazed because obviously 
being Sutton support for so long, it's it's kind of like we just plod along. And when Matt was saying we've got targets two or three for almost every position. Oh yeah. Um, how how does that change as we go through? So um, we're kind of like each season. Are you have you got your shadow squad? Um, oh, we got we got we've got um, obviously we've got a, a database of players that, that you know, and unfortunately, and basically you you can have you can have twenty. At each position, but it's no good if nineteen of them ain't good enough. Yeah. So you basically we try and you know have a have three or four names that we're always on. Then one might go, and then one might turn up. Some you know another one might we might find another. There's always there's always players coming through the non-league, especially. Um, so mm-hmm. you'd like to think you've always got a couple of you know you can go and get, but then you might not then be able to get them, or they might not want to come, or their wages might be too high. <laughs> We went in for one player this year who we thought we were getting. I, I won't name him, and he was giving. He was offered. He was. He was all set to come, and we'd been Matt, Matt and me had, and Jason had seen him for three or four years over time, and um, the other team offered him thirty percent more in wages. Right. So that was at the last minute, though. We, we know, we he was actually talking to us. And we thought we were there, and then he went, look, I can't. He was really honest. He said, I've just been offered this. And he just said, oh, no, you can't afford that. So so he went. Um, so it can work like that. Yeah. And to, I mean, at least that's honest where he's saying, I know you can't do it. He's not saying, well, if you can match that or if you can come close, exactly. then you're like, oh, exactly. how true is that? Well, how true is that? It's a and rubbish. a lot of the rubbish as well when you have um, – the, the agent saying, oh, yeah, well, he's got another couple of clubs. And you're thinking, oh, leave off, mate. If he has got another couple of clubs, he'll go there, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Just don't yeah. be. Yeah. I, I, I had that a job interview and it was like, well, we've got four other people who can do the job for five and they want five grand less than you. And so I was like, well, I wish you very good luck. And I just walked <laughs> off. I was like, exactly. Okay, no, so, yeah. Okay. If you've got people who could do the job as well as me with less money, why are we talking? Oh, <laughs> years and years um, ago, I was at Fulham and a man rang me up and I'm talking my first job as Fulham youth coach. So it's a long time ago. And a man rang me up and he said to me, hello, diddle, 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 diddle. I'm wondering if you can give my son a trial. He's wanted by Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, Liverpool, Everton. And he named about six big clubs. I said, well, to be honest with you, mate, why are you coming to Fulham if you can go to all them clubs? And it got, yeah. it, was, it got smacked him a bit. But, I mean, you know, it's uh, you just can't. you just got to try and be as straight as you can. Yeah, that's one of the one of the phrases I always used to love when I was doing the Sunday league. Is, oh, I've had trials at blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> you're not very good then, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So on the on the trials where we get played people in, I mean, pre-season was was brilliant where we had lots and lots of players coming in trial and it was an a trial list in the friendlies but then they're, they're named on social media almost straight away um so how, how, does, how does that work do we invite people to come and have a look at them do they contact us um so like luke for example um how, how would that have, have come about Did, was it just he wanted to come home and he just gave us a shout um i'm not sure the uh... okay uh. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't remember. To be honest on that one, no, no. Cool. no leave that one out. <laughs> no, uh, that's all right. <laughs> um, but in general, is it that we we invite people down for trials? Or oh yeah, you have to. You, you know, it's ninety nine out of hundred of, 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 of people we invite in, especially people whose contracts are up at the end of the season. 
um, you know, and, and so, you know, we, we, we might get them in. But you want to get the nucleus in before you start having the trials, really, to be honest. A lot of mm -hmm. it with the trial is just maybe thinking someone might do better than you, you think you, what you've seen and might fit in with us. Um, so, no, that's... Um, it, I mean, sometimes you can have too many trialists, to be honest. Because, you know, but yeah. Matt and Jace are very strong on the numbers. They don't like to have lots. I've been at Cubs where they've had like 10 trialists and they're in there with the first team and there's 30 people training and that's not good, you know. So you try and be very right. selective on who comes in for a trial. Yeah, because you've got that's too many people trying to impress. Mm. Uh, and a couple of them might bring the standard down as well, which could happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so then the, the first team players, like when I going back to Tope, he never brought the standard down at all. And so that's what I meant mm -hmm. by being accepted. So if we're doing a sharp training session, it was never breaking down on him, never breaking down on other trialists we've had, you know. Excellent. So that's your, you know, because I mean, I've, I've actually, over the years, which hasn't been very pleasant, had to pull people out within 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I had a fellow at um, Barnet, the chairman of Barnet was great, Tony Gavis, I got on great with him, I was manager, I was assistant to Gary Phillips, then Ray Clemens, bless him, for years, and then I managed for, for a while there, and um, he told me that he's got a, a, a Polish international working in his mate's warehouse, and he brought him down, and the fella came in, well, he, he was a bit on the chunky side, and uh, he had a pair of boots on, I'm sure, it, they must have been two sizes too small. He had a pair of his shorts. He was coming out the back of his shorts. And you know when you're a little bit overweight, your belly, there's a gap between your vest and your... Uh, he had that. I and know. It, I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it lasted about 10 minutes because I came out because someone warmed him up and I come out and he... he he, in the end, had to, be, he had to go, you know, within 10 minutes. But the chairman was upset because he actually was once, at one point, was actually putting him in the squad. Because I actually said, he, said, yeah, <laughs> he was so sure that this lad was going to be good that Tony was saying, well, we've got 22 players. I went, no, we have got 21. And he, whatever the lad's name was, he said, oh, don't forget you've got him coming in next week. I said, Tony, don't hold your breath, mate. You know, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So, like, like the famous George Ware's cousins. He um, to, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, and I'm not topping you up here, but I was sitting indoors watching Match of the Day and I'd had a, had a drink after the game and we were sitting indoors watching Match of the Day and Terry Gibson rang me and said, have you just seen who's come on for Southampton? And I went, not really, I think I fell asleep. So he went, well, and you couldn't wind back in them days, could you? Like, so I couldn't wind right. back. So I said, he went, George, the boy we are. We had him in at Barnet and said no. We pulled him off at half time in a trial and then he turned up at Southampton, yeah. So <laughs> so we, we actually got done as well. But luckily <laughs> luckily we uh, luckily we saw it and got rid of him. <laughs> that was him. Um, so yeah, I, was, I was reminded of that because I saw George Ware at the, uh, the England yeah, match. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember your cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all do, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being such a class superstar and, and being remembered for someone scamming, saying he's a cousin. Exactly. Um, so, what is the what's what's the what's the future hold? Um, what, what's what's the uh, what's the what's the sort of plans? Um, well, the first team is obviously keep keep going as we're going. I mean, no one could foresee the injury list that we had. I mean, I've never known anything like it. I mean, I've known injuries and I've known suspensions, obviously, and you've had games where there's four or five out. But when you've got the the, the long term things, the long term, mm -hmm. in, you know. But 
what is so disappointing is we've had all these injuries and yet we bring in, <coughs> we brought in Sean, our new um, strength and conditioning coach. We brought in Ali, the new physio, although she's not been there long. We brought in Johnny Harris with a wealth of experience. So I knew his father, Alan, he was, you know, and Terry Venable's assistant at Barcelona. So we brought in three really good people, but none of it is down to anything that they, they can't put right because the majority of our injuries, 80, 90% are, are um, contact injuries. Well, you can't yeah. you can't oh. help contact. If you start saying we can't have contact, you're not going to win a game. So if you had seven hamstrings or we had uh, nine groins, then you'd be looking at the pitches, you'd be looking at the training, you'd be looking at the work you've been doing. But the, um, I mean, Sean in particular, he's, he's excellent, you know, and the lads are, are having him, working with him and, you know, really back him. So it's, it's been hard luck. You can't legislate for Knox, can you? You know, you can't legislate for Ben Goodliffe to twist as he, on that day and then we don't see him for six, eight months. Yeah, no, I, I have to admit, that we there was mumblings when injuries were happening. It's like, what the hell is going on on the training ground? But then when Matt listed them all out the other yeah. day, you're sitting there going, no, that was a match. No, that was yeah. a match. That was a match. That was a match. Oh, great. Marvelous. John Bard. And all those years. Know, John Bard. And yeah. I mean, that's so yeah. sad. I mean, he is such a good pro. I mean, he's an excellent mm. pro. In fact, he's as good a pro as I've come across. And he's really great about the place. He's got a very dry sense of humour. So uh, we missed him on the pitch, but we also missed him around the place. Um, you know, so Ali Smith, who everyone knows is a talent, Harry Buterman, who's an absolute buzz around the place. He's, 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 I mean, you can't help a hernia. I'd one myself, you know, if you, it, it doesn't just happen, a hernia is wear and tear. So you're right, you know, it, it's one of them things, and hopefully we'll get everyone back. I'm sure we'll be fine, more than fine. Well, the, the one I'm sticking to is uh, for years, everyone says luck evens itself out over the season. And in which case, we're going to be in for an absolutely spectacular second <laughs> half of the season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better get your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to get a few bets on the supporters. I hope they will anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, is, it is shocking. And it's 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 not funny, but it's, it's great to hear people like, like yourself. And I spoke to Bruce a little bit before the game. Um, and it was like, I'd, I've never known it. And it's like, well, hang on, with people... Who like that talking? Who've been around football for so long, saying I've never known it? You've got to maybe go. Okay, maybe this is just this is just terrible, terrible. Yeah. And yet we had that magic pitch that was so bad for players. The three G was so awful for players, and we never got injuries. No. No. And and uh, and a lot of and the 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 the, uh, the, the uh, standard now of them surfaces is so high. You know, we've actually got one on the on our training ground as well. No, so yeah. we can use that when when the pitches are wet. I mean, we've moved forward in a lot of, you know, the, the grounds move forward, hasn't it? I mean, the what they were, AB and the mm. chairman and everyone down at the club has done. The boardroom's been done. The, 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 the we've got offices now for match days where the players can uh, chill. We've got a little mini gym there. You know, this we moved forward so far above all our lovely pitch. Um, you know, we've got a new training ground. I mean, I used to go there years ago to watch Zola and Viali train for Chelsea, and then I went there to watch QPR train and play reserve games there. So we're actually yeah. driving into a, a, a Premiership facility. We, you know, we, we can't yeah. have asked for more from the club they're backing. We've got a gymnasium now that is is excellent. We've got a strengthened and conditioning coach. On the back of that, you've got Ali's rooms with uh, young Ben and Kat. You know, they, they've got their own separate medical rooms. I mean, the, the, the pitches are very, very good. Um, the, we've just, um, 
it, the food now. You know, we've got a chef in there, so the players are getting well fed. Um, it, it's, 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 you know, it's moving on. It's moving on, and it's just yeah. got to keep going. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think AB keeps saying that we need a little bit of time just to catch mm. up with the team. <laughs> so the team's done a little bit better than we expected, so we, 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 we're running to catch yeah, up. Yeah, and they are. And they are running, and they're really running. And, uh, and it's the same with the academy, and it's the same with the grassroots. And basically, it's my job to make sure that everyone's on side with each other. Excellent. You know, you don't want you don't want anyone pulling the other way. If you if you want to pull the other way, you can go. Yeah, and again, Sutton. I think I, I don't have much dealings with other clubs, but I do find Sutton quite a funny little club because. A couple of times we've done the BBC thing where they've done a, 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 all about Sutton and I've laughed with the, the presenter saying, it's, I have to apologise because all the fans are saying exactly the same thing over and over. It's almost you could take one person out and replace them with someone else and the answers will be exactly the same because everyone is on the same page. You've got all the way down, Bruce, all the way down, everyone is on the same page and we all know what's going on, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. Um, do you know the biggest thing I've found living in the Sutton area? Um, mm-hmm. You've got, I've, 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 you know, a lot of people don't know who I am, which I quite like. And uh, so I was standing in a pub the other night with a friend just having a quick pint and two Sutton supporters coming in in their scarves. And this was in mm-hmm. Epsom. So they, they travelled from Epsom. And mm-hmm. we'd had that horrible loss to Farnborough. And when they, when they were talking... I thought, I said to my mate, how good were they? That they were still, well, look what's happened, you know. There was not an ounce of negativity. And every and, yeah. and when I go to, um, you know, I go and do a bit down the, the, the David Lloyd, the people that talk to you, yeah, well, it's just one of them things. that I've never known a, a support that's so on the page with it as well. I mean, I'm not saying, obviously, they want to win and they don't, and they're not going to be dis- they're going to be disappointed when you don't. But I think they accept what Matt's done as absolute miracles. So there's got to be a blip, otherwise we're going to be in Europe in four years, aren't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I think people as well realise that when you get beat by Bradford, although we want to beat them and we expect to beat them and we go out to beat them, when they've got 15,000 season tickets, which I think it is, they should be better than us. But when we play them, we don't think they're going to be better than us. So don't think I'm taking it that way. And no one likes playing something. It's a great thing. No one likes playing us. And that's how it's got to stay, yeah. no matter what level we go up to. You've got to be like that, hard to play against. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think that's going to be the sound clip I'm going to put out for everyone. Okay. <laughs> Advertising the show. And it's a brilliant place to, to bring it to an end and let you get on with okay, the day. Brilliant. Um, Thank you so much, Terry. It's been lovely yeah, to talk and, to uh, you. We'll, um, good if luck. I'm at the game, we'll have, a, we'll have to meet up. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck with everything, especially now the extra work with the, the academy. Um, I do like the fact that the, the schoolwork is still the number one priority because I spoke to Marvin a few years ago about it and he was like, yeah, if they don't do their studies, they're not coming. That's yeah, it. Well, I'm afraid I weren't a very good example of that one and I don't like, I don't <laughs> like being two-faced, but I weren't the best. But um, <laughs> things change. But anyway, lovely to meet you. Things do. Abs- yeah, Brilliant. you too. Cheers, Take care. Sir. Thanks Turn a lot. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for another show. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for Terry for his time. That was really, really interesting and nice to look behind the scenes. 
before you go there is a very short survey that i'd like you to fill out if you just click into the link in the show notes it will really help me know who the listeners are what platforms you listen to and where to sort of focus all my efforts my minimal efforts but still their efforts um yeah take care and see you next time bye bye Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.